0: Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run.
1: Running was an outlet for me
0: to, I guess, feel good about myself and and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life.
2: Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back
1: to Ireland. Week three of the Irishman Running Abroad Half Marathon Challenge, we are well and truly on the road to learn for the Antrim Coast Half Marathon thanks to the coaching and training plan provided by the legend, Sonia O'Sullivan. An absolutely jam-packed week for you, Sonia, culminating in Union Athletics, club so- Jessica Hull smashing an Australian record on Saturday night, and then back home in Ireland with the Morton Games and more local events than you can shake a stick at, including Clontarf Half, The Great Ross Run, Ackle and many more. There's just so much happening. I wanted to ask you though, Sonia, What what is it like in a week leading up to a record attempt, something that's billed as a record attempt like this for Jessica? What do you do in the lead up to something like that?
0: Yeah, well, it was kind of a strange one. I've never really been involved in anything like that before because it wasn't a proper track meet. It was just one race. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there was a lot of people working behind the scenes, um, particularly um, one of our kind of behind the scenes guys, Michael, Bergman mm-hmm. or Bergie as he's known he was chasing around all the paperwork all week and then I had to get in touch with a lot of people from or some people from Australia who would know the rules and the ins and outs because you know if you run a typical track meet anywhere in the world it doesn't matter how big or small all this is in place so whereas we were setting the whole thing up for one mm. event
1: yeah jumpers which, for goalposts nearly
0: yeah I mean it's it's a set up event and part of the reason was because Jess has got this far. She's trained really hard mm. and she could have traveled to an event, particularly she could have maybe went to LA. There was a meet last night. Um, there is another meet here next week, but it's a bit too close to her first round of the world championships. And she was a little bit reluctant to go because she, you know, she didn't want to risk catching COVID. Yeah, I suppose it was the bottom line and, Um, Pete was the one who was really, you know, I suppose concerned mostly about that because, you know, there's only a a handful of us on the team who have not ever had COVID. Mm. And so, you know, you feel like you're winning, but we were talking about this (laughs) last night and now we feel like we're losing because, you know, as you get close to the biggest event out there, all of a sudden, if you get COVID, then... You're, You're the biggest loser, aren't you? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. all over. So,
1: and are the numbers up through the, through the roof there, the way they are here?
0: I don't know, really, because I don't keep track of it. I don't think they keep track of it here. Um, but you do see people wearing masks around. So I assume there must be some mm. someone talking about it somewhere around the place. Yeah. And I suppose a few people that we do know did catch it recently. And as much as it doesn't seem to affect people as much now, it's still... Kind of isolates you and stops mm-hmm. you in your tracks, and it means that you can't carry on as normal.
1: Absolutely, uh, my own brother in Kentucky. God, I want to give a shout out to Adrian and uh, load him the uh, Mikey's colleagues in his school classmates. Colleagues is weird. He's not. He's not working at the school. they are his <laughs> classmates, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they've all been struck down with it. It seems to be a very virulent um strain of it that's doing the rounds. So in many ways, when you're preparing for this Antrim Coast half marathon, that is a consideration too. Can you survive Sonia's training plan? Can you stick to the plan and get there? And can you avoid this dreaded virus in the process? I guess the advice is to just be super careful out there. We are recording this on Sunday night. I should tell people this is to allow Sonia to enjoy all the Independence Day festivities on Monday, which will be a lot of fun, I'm sure. So her training plan has now been emailed out to the squad and posted to all our members on Patreon. Having looked back through week two's training uh, and what the members have been doing on Strava, Sonia, what was your takeaway from what what you were calling adjustment review and adjustment week
0: yeah well i think i mean i suppose sometimes you write these things down on paper and it looks much easier on paper and (laughs) this was similar to um to jessica and her record last night was um you know it, it looks very manageable on paper but the slightest thing um and you know, if she goes a little bit too fast or a little mm. bit too slow in that first lap and it can be all out the window. Yeah. Um it's just to get the balance right. So I think that's the thing is for me, I suppose sending out this workout to, you know, such a large number of people with eighty six people I think on the roster now for the mm. for the road to learn. And everybody is, you know, putting in a big effort and doing their best and, you know, joining in the runs every day. And and myself included, you know, I go out and, you know, sometimes i suppose when you know that other people are doing the same runs as you you feel committed to something and you feel obligated that you've got to contribute as well and so for the session last thursday was it two to three times two miles or 15 minutes whichever was um whichever was i suppose if you got to two two miles under 15 minutes you could stop but if you didn't get to two miles under 15 minutes, you had to keep going for 15 minutes. That was the minimum. So two of them was fine. But the third one, that really like made it a big session. And on week two, that was Mm. a pretty substantial session. And, you know, I'm sure there's people out there wondering, well, do I do two or do I do three? And which category are, where do I fit into this? And that's where I think you really have to look at, you know, the amount of running that you have been doing up to this point and the increase in the running. That you're doing now and particularly the increase in specific running at, at faster paces mm. and you just have to be able to manage that um, and know when when you've done enough and not feel like you have to do everything because you know there's still eight weeks to go
1: There's yeah.
0: still a long way to go and you know to be running you know pretty substantial sessions long runs um there's a long way to carry through this there's enough time in there that if you did have to take you know five days or a week off then it wouldn't be a disaster like you you'd be able to manage it so there's plenty of time in there to build up slowly and to get there in one piece and you know not feel like you have to do everything in the first few weeks.
1: Yeah, I uh, think you you nailed it. And in terms of the feedback we got on this session, as Sonia said, it was a warm up of 10 minutes, a few strides thrown in, and I didn't understand the two miles or 15 minutes, <laughs> to be totally <laughs> honest. I was just like, I thought it was a pick. You know, which would you prefer, <laughs> 15 minutes or two <laughs> miles? Now, I don't measure my runs in miles, neither do most of the people over this side of the Atlantic. So I was just like, OK, I guess it's 15 minutes of threshold pace three times. I was super proud of myself for getting through it. But the, uh, the majority of people were in touch to say it was an absolute killer, including. All right, Jareth, Sonia, Mark Adore here just after hopping in the car,
2: do and the threshold run there at lunchtime. Oh my Lord Jesus, uh, body is kind of screaming at me a little bit. Uh, I suppose, uh, third run in a, in a row and, uh, the 18 stone is, is, uh, is feeling it on the knees today. But, um, look, that's to be expected. Uh, first set was okay. Second set, she's a struggled. But, um, uh, look, I had 50 minutes in my head to do and, uh, I wanted to do it. I didn't want to finish it up. So just took it easy and got there in the end. So, um. Delighted, absolutely bandhaxed, but uh, looking forward to the breeder tomorrow and really looking forward to trying to do maybe a little bit of a long run Saturday morning with the local running club, Brennan's Running Club here in Nace. So look, keep safe and talk to you all soon.
1: So there's Mark. I've shout out to Mark for sending in the voice note and anyone who wants to send in a voice note, it's very easy. Just send it to the Irishman abroad li- live line. Uh, but he did the right thing, didn't he, Sonia? He's, he said, right, two were hard, that's enough.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it should be. You know, I mean, there's no medals for being a hero out there and, <laughs> <laughs> and trying to do everything and tick, tick every box. Mm. You know, it, it's kind of set out that way so that you can get a feel for it yourself. And it doesn't, I mean, there will be some days where you kind of think you should do more, but you don't really feel like it. And, and that's okay as well. But, mm. you know, I think it's good to have the option um, to... And um, But you, I suppose you go out with a s- thing set in your mind what you think you can do. And then once you get to that, then if you can do a little bit more, great. But if not, then it's better to walk away feeling that you've put in a good effort than to walk away feeling like that you've really done too much. Mm, yeah. Um, and I always say, whatever you do, you want to feel that you can come out again the next re- next day and run again.
1: Mm. So I used the Work Outdoors app for the first time, uh, which is something that people with Garmin watches won't even know exists. But if you're an Apple Watch user, this is a great (laughs) app (laughs) that will allow you to set up a a workout like this. And Sonia, you're going to love this. So I had it set up and Neil Fusco, one of our team captains who we'll talk to in a minute, you know, gave me a bit of help in setting up the workout on it. But what it does is, and I'm sure this might be totally um, blasé, normal stuff to other people, but I just loved being able to set the pace on it so that if I dropped below the target pace, it gives me a little red hot poker up the butt. It goes, you're dropping below your your pace where you want to be. So just tipping along exactly at the low end of what you'd suggested for our threshold pace just made it M- made it doable. Is there such is there such a function on your Garmin watch? Did I do that the right way? or Is that what we're aiming for when, when you say threshold pace is to keep it in the lower end of your threshold window?
0: Yeah. But did it take you did it take you a little bit of time to actually get up to the pace or did you just hit it straight away? <laughs>
1: probably like everyone went a little bit fast the first time out <laughs> 327 first time <laughs> slightly faster than the 430 I was meant to be doing
0: but it gives you but it gives you the update after a cadence exactly it? yeah okay well that's not too bad then that's yeah. okay cuz it averages it out a little bit it does because it can take a, a bit of time to kind of warm up into it yes so if you were doing it by heart rate then you'd kind of, you know, you couldn't shoot straight up to 160 if that was your threshold heart rate.
2: Mm.
0: Um, but you would have to gradually find your way up there because otherwise you'd be having to run quite faster than you needed to to mm. get your heart rate up so high so quick. Um, so it's a bit like going from zero to 60 in your car, I suppose. Yes,
1: <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> we,
0: we don't all do that when we head out to drive with it. Even some people do <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah,
1: and they ruin their cars and that is what we're trying to avoid here is ruining yourself like i saw a big leap in my mileage over the last two weeks uh I have a bunch of questions around that as do our captains neil fusco and ashling de maison so why don't we just bring them on here they've been leading the charge setting an example for all the people training along here so we'll bring them in and they've got some great questions around what happened this week. And, Sonia, you, you can probably quiz them a little bit more on how they found it uh, and give us a little bit more advice on what to do on week three. Talk to Joe Jar. on 1850 715 815. Good afternoon to you, Neil and Ashling. Ashling in France. And Neil, where are you now, Neil? Yeah, I know you're on holidays.
0: I am. I'm down in uh, uh, Silver Shrine in Wicklow, looking out. currently sitting on the deck looking out over the sea. Ah, cool?
1: Very Very nice. Well, Sonia, have you been watching these two absolutely smash it this week as examples of how to follow this plan?
0: I have. It's been brilliant, and um, Ashley has been fabulous with the um, the videos every day, <laughs> the, the daily updates, and um, it's great to see you both enjoying it and uh, everybody else as well, kind of joining in mm. and. Uh, Good to see the happy videos,
1: you know, absolutely.
0: not too many complaints yet.
1: Yeah, so we've already good. had Mark O'Dwyer on the live line uh, saying how much the threshold session ruined him. And Sonia, I'm not sure if you're seeing Neil's videos, but he is definitely throwing up some really good uh, stories, including one. And it has to be said uh, this week, Neil smashed 20 for his park run. Which, let's face it, Neil, was not the plan this week. <laughs> it was actually no, writ- no, written was on opp- the plan. Don't do that. No. It was opportunistic. Uh, I knew I'd, I'd be pressed for, kind of, I didn't have a, a park run for any 5K in the last, I don't know how long, since November. That was pushing a buggy. So I figured I, I had the opportunity, a friend was pacing for 20. So I thought I'd try and hang those coattails and it worked out painfully but okay. Yeah. All right.
0: We we should be able to reset your um your markers then. And have to put that. Yeah, because you weren't happy with the (laughs) markers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I knew Sonia wouldn't be that (laughs) mad at you, Neil, because like if anything, I've learned over the last two years, Sonia, you're very flexible in terms of if the mood takes you, as long as it's not you know bananas deciding to go off and run an ultra. You know, we have to be allowed, as you say, move away from it being written down on paper doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it.
0: Yeah, no, it's not written in stone. You know, it's definitely it's changeable, it's flexible and, you know, it's fun. So, you know, if there's opportunities arise or come up that, you know, you can't resist, uh, then you got to go and do it because... No, this is why we do it, not to torture ourselves and to hide off by our on our own, hmm. but to actually be able to go out there and to join other people and to join events, especially now that all the events are back on again. And there's so many events at this time of the year around Ireland that, you know, you can't avoid them, you know, wherever <laughs> you live. There's something will pop up. Now that you're, tra- you're training on a fixed schedule, you'll be feeling good and you feel like, I'm going to go and test myself in my local run and see how I'm going. So... Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's certain times when you do have to say, I can't do that. Um, But I think for the majority of the time, you know, you can always switch the days around and use it to use it to your benefit when when you have the Mm. opportunity to run with other people and under a pressured situation.
1: Ashling's been the queen of switching things around, juggling things about the place, and managing to fit it in with the kids and all the rest of the work commitments you have, Ashling. How did you find the first week? And what, what was the thing you wanted to ask Sonia about most here on the Lifeline?
2: Honestly, I had a really good week. Um, I there's a little bit of me that's thinking, should I not be more knackered? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I I that's what's that's what's kind of going on in my head. It's like, am I too slow? Am I too fast? Am I not fast enough? Am I not slow enough? I have this constant self-questioning this week. Mm. Um I'm such a good student, so I am keeping exactly to what's written on the paper. Although there's now that I hear, I can completely go a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I might just. Say I, that. I've always
1: been a bad example. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I think you know what. Um, I'm enjoying the cross training because it's helping me stretch, and I'm not so good at stretching and. There's a constant desire to go faster um, and I think, you know, oh, maybe I, I can do more when I'm not actually knackered um, and the days are busy. I, I think for me, the biggest question is really just how I'm eating <laughs> because um, it's summertime here and there's lots of rosé, there's, you know, a glass of wine and there's apparel and there's lots of nice French things going on in the evenings and I, I'm thinking I have to get up and run tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, so I have a constant, like, will I have enough energy tomorrow? Will that steal me? Well, you know, what's going to refuse? So that's going on for me and I'm mm-hmm. trying to be a really good student <laughs> um, and, and do this properly. But um, yeah, there's a lot of self-questioning um, yeah. and I'm trying to listen to my body, but I, I'm self-doubting it at the mm-hmm. same time.
1: <laughs> what do you reckon, Sonia? That's yeah. some really well, good feedback.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's
0: one of those things that you do have to experiment a little bit with yourself. And mm. I mean, by doing that, that means that you can't do the same things all the time. So mm. it's very easy to fall into the flow of, well, I'm out and about and I'll have a drink and it'll be no harm. But you could also just decide, OK, well, certain days I'm not going to have a drink. and But you have to make your own drinks or, your, you know, sparkling water with you can get all these little things. You've been dropping droppers now. <laughs> I was with someone recently and um, it was like they could drop in these flavoring the sparkling water and make it feel like it was a cocktail it was amazing
1: <laughs> mm. yeah no and I've it, seen the things to, and they really do like, taste great
0: and they're really, exo- they're really exotic kind of things and you know I think it's just a habit you know that when you're out with friends that you feel like you have to have a drink to join in the fun And but mm. you really don't you can just have any drink it doesn't have to be an alcoholic drink if you feel like that's having a negative impact on your running or how you feel the next day you know no matter what you're doing Mm. um but you know we all need days off and treats and things like that so you can kind of work around that as well and um but i think you definitely i suppose the thing is once you're hydrated enough Mm. in general like if i go out for a coffee then you have water as well at the same time so you balance it out it's mm. the same if you go out for a few drinks, then you have a few glasses of water as well to balance it out. And then you you dilute the effect. And I think once you can kind of rationalise that in your head, I think it's probably more it doesn't matter what you eat or drink throughout the day or weekends or whatever. It's more about the the guilt that you put yourself through for doing things that you're not sure you should be doing. <laughs>
1: Amen Everyone to that.
0: More problems. <laughs> more problems than they actually do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this, uh, Neil, I didn't ask if you were a drinker because I think this isn't this is actually a topic we've not really covered on the show before, and maybe that's because I don't really drink at all. Like I, I will occasionally. I've talked about this quite a bit go to a wedding and blow the arse out of it. <laughs> I was just watching that <laughs> skit the other day on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's uh, that That means that, like, I don't feel any of what Ashling's talking about here. And I don't get the kind I'd of, be honest. oh, i kill for a pint right now. Mm, go ahead. I'd be similar enough. I kind of, every now and again, I'd have a glass of wine or a beer. And when there's a, a wedding or a particular party, every now and again, i just... just three kids now, just some drinks, drinking less and less, and kind of the, the running kind of gives me an excuse to drink less because uh,
2: mm. I feel
1: I, you know I, I won't wake up in time if, uh, if I miss my run because I have to get out early, so it's kind of uh, running has caused me to drink less, and you know it's, it's been doubly beneficial in that way because what I do, you do? <laughs> running well, you after did, a drink is... you, you did raise a good point though that isn't disconnected from what Ashling said in our WhatsApp group. Neil wondered as I mentioned there, Sonia, that the miles are going up. A lot of people listening now will be going, oh, Jesus, I've never run this far in a week before. (laughs) Do they need to start thinking in terms of their fueling, in terms of, well, if you are going to increase that many miles, there needs to be, uh, you know, an equal reaction to what calories you're putting in?
0: Um, Not really, because a lot of the time when people are running more they're getting fitter as well, so you get the double benefit then, don't you? Of you're running more, you're eating the same, so you lose weight, so you get lighter, mm. and then you're a bit more efficient, and you feel better running. So, you know, that's always good. Early days up to a point, and then there comes a point when you need fueling. But I think for most of us, we the amount of running that we do, you don't need to overfuel. I think you just need to eat normally, like normal meals, you don't need to eat any more than you have been previously. Hmm.
1: Um,
0: But maybe it's just more about the food choices that you make. um, (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: Will um, probably help you to recover more and they'll also help you to have more energy when you do go out and run um, as well. So, again, that's kind of a weighing up thing. I I just think that when you run, you feel like you clean your whole self out and then you feel like you need to eat clean foods and food that seems to be productive and beneficial.
1: Um, Mm,
0: I think you naturally evolve into that. I mean, most, a lot of people will. Uh, Some people won't because they just will eat anything. But I don't know. I just sense that when you run a lot, that your kind of, um, your sensory things like your sense of smell and taste, it's all, heightened to a greater extent so certain like sharp flavors you might not be able to tolerate them as much because it just seems too much Mm. so then you just tend to eat more clean and simple foods and less processed foods and then you automatically get kind of a double benefit of you know the training and eating and just clean living.
1: Well, uh, I mean, that. I hope that that happens to me at some point. So <laughs> I really do. The uh, too, maybe. I'm waiting for that day to arrive. Neil and Ashley are going to stay on the line. Uh, and after the break over on Patreon, we're going to break down what week three's uh, training plan looks like. Of course, you'll get the full episode notes, the full training plans access to all of our episodes in full in Excel size over on Patreon. But before that second half, Sonia, we need to go around the parishes. (laughs) The first person Sonia has to get a shout out is Elaine de Corsi, who absolutely absolutely smashed the doors off 20 this weekend. Uh, Elaine has been in touch with the show before she is getting herself an Irishman running abroad singlet apologies for the delay in getting it to you Elaine but what did you make of that performance Anya? Oh
0: it was fantastic I think she totally surprised herself as well (laughs) and um, yeah I, I think sometimes when you see someone do you know I don't know. What was her best time up to that point?
1: or Do you know? I don't think she'd broken 20, but she wound ever. up going really? ever. And so this yeah. was 1936 she produced, yeah. which is, uh, y- you know, it kind of puts Neil Fusco in the halfpenny place, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, for the perspective for me. But uh, did, you, did you spot anyone else, Sonia? I know um, I wanted to give a shout out to Jan who ran the Contarf half marathon. People will know Jan of old on the show. Uh, Jan was wearing the Irishman abroad singlet on there Did it in a great time 1 hour 51 With an average pace of 5.17 Which is nothing to sniff at I realise now So fair play to Jan Uh, Who who stuck out to you Sonia
0: Who's sending out to me (laughs) Adam Garnsey He went a just
1: Sonia, you're just picking one out of the air.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, i I picked him out based on if they put a good title on. Okay. He went he said he went a bit mad, a bit wild. At Primavera, which I don't know what that is, but Glastonbury I assume is the festival. Yeah. And um, he he went he <laughs> he went and had a blast. Um, and he's actually training for the Great North Run, which um, I'm hopefully I might go and run that one as well. unless in September in up in Newcastle. And um so he, <laughs> he's back at it but he only did three kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well it's a
2: start. It's a start. Okay. No, and, no, uh, absolutely
1: it, he it, won't it, be expecting the shout out, that's for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now he might really get back at it. <laughs> but he's been
0: highlighted after he's had a good time at the festivals. But you know, it's summertime and there's a lot of people out there having a good time. And balance, balance is the key. That's what we're all, all trying to, to do, you know, to be satisfied with the training we're doing and then to get the results that we're, I suppose, satisfied with as well at the end of the day for, for all the effort that we've put in.
1: Absolutely. Well, uh, I had somebody picked out here and then I got a, a message from her, a uh, Kuko Wright, who people will know from Dingle, who's been in touch with the show a couple of times she did her Sunday long run 90 minutes and uh, you know she was concerned about her pace and again nashing brought it up as well everybody's so worried about their pace she sent me a photo of how she had to stop in the middle of her long run to allow cattle to get by uh, and, uh, but she also just says that she's worried that because her pace is what it is that she's only covering 12.5 kilometres in 90 minutes. She asks, how will I run 21 kilometres on the day when my long run is just this, 12.5 at the moment? Should I be doing a longer, longer run? Uh, as well as that, she also says another reason why she's only covering that distance is that around Dingle, of course, plenty of hills. So she's slowed down by the hills, too.
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, if she, she was out there for 90 minutes. That's a fair effort. I mean, I was out there for 90 minutes myself this morning and I didn't cover very much ground either. Um, it was a lot of ups and downs, but I really just didn't feel like going for a run of distance. You know, I just wanted to go somewhere nice where I would enjoy it. Because sometimes when you go on these runs that they're kind of measured march courses, you're a bit under pressure to run at a certain pace and cover a certain distance. But if you go on a bit of an exploring run and you just keep yourself out there for a long enough time, it can be so much more enjoyable. And you still get the benefit of being on your feet for that amount of time. So I think then when you go to a a race and as long as you're doing all the other running during the week and you put it all together, then you just get carried along and, you know, you will be able to stay out there for that amount but you just have to set a realistic goal and target for the amount of time that the actual half marathon is going to take and if it's going to take three hours then you know you have to accept that you're going to be out there for three hours so we might need to you know over time bump it up to at least a two hour long run hmm. to be out there and whether that's a combination of walking and running um or you know a massive big hike you could be out there for three hours the combination of a walk and a run in a big park or, you know, we go somewhere to explore something new rather than just doing, you know, laps and laps or short circuits. Hmm. Um, Then I think you will get there in the end. You just have to believe that, you know, 90 minutes, that's that's a good bit of time to be out there running.
1: Yeah. And um, or pills. Uh, Pills as well, a cuckoo. So there you go. Sonia Sullivan's telling you, you got to believe, you got to believe. And we all do. There are parts of me each week in this where I'm kind of shaking my head a little bit. And when I saw the plan for this week and realized that I'd nearly covered 70 kilometers this week, I was looking at this one and I was like, uh, I don't know. uh, What what do you have in store for us? Is there a tune-up race in the plan? We're going to talk about all of that over on Patreon now in the second half of this discussion. If you haven't been coming over for the juicy second half of these episodes, you're missing out. That's where we talk about the plan, break it down, and Sonia answers more questions. There's so much more over there. It's a fiver a month over on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad.
2: One of the keys
0: to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise-wise.
2: The Imagine you know a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's gonna make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress.